Hello. I don't know why I just said that like that. Hey guys, um, it's Kathleen here. This is This Insecure Life. Honestly, I had no idea what I wanted to discuss with you this week. Sometimes things come really easily to me and sometimes they come not so easily. Despite the fact that I have a list of topics, just nothing was resonating with me that I wanted to talk about. And so going to switch it up a little, I guess. Um, I'm feeling way better recording this than I was last week, and I do apologize if you um, tune in and you're like, what the hell is going on? Um, I've known my whole life that my like vibe is super palpable, um, and it's just in the last couple years where I've actually started to try and take some like reasonable action. Meaning like if I'm feeling really low and I know it's going to like bring down a group event, I just like opt out. And I think sometimes that pisses people off, but ultimately it's like for their benefit. Um, and for the most part, it works for people when I explain what's happening. They're just like, yeah, please stay. <laughs> like, do not. Um And I think that can happen even just with audio and voice and intonation. And uh, that's a learning curve for me because I've never done anything like this. Um, So to like feel that energy through your speakers or earbuds is like a wild thing. Um, That being said, I have really scaled back on being online and in some ways it's really helped so if you're ever feeling like you need to take a break or if you need to just be reflective or you just want to like fucking go and live in the real world for a while please give yourself that break because it can be really hard watching everyone else's successes um, and triumphs constantly when you're feeling really low and that's not to say that you don't celebrate them you're not completely stoked for them and it can boost you up but you got to practice your self-care where you can and it doesn't have to be costly like we've said and just turn off um airplane mode has been my friend lately (laughs) and I have no regrets I think it's a really rad thing to do um I actually have tea with me right now um which is exhilarating. I usually try and make it at home, but I went out and got some, just because sometimes, you know, when someone makes something for you, it just tastes or feels so much better. (laughs) That's what I needed. That being said, um, I have mentioned that I am currently technically unemployed for the most part. Um, I still teach yoga and I have one or two sort of side gigs on the go, but nothing full-time and nothing that, like, really pays the bills, so to speak, which is weird for me. I've been working since I was, like, 10, quite frankly. I started babysitting really young, and, uh, yeah, I I would just, like, babysit the neighborhood kids, and my niece's or my nieces, my uh, my baby cousins. Um, and then I moved into doing like weird odd jobby things for family friends. So like 
taking care of one of our friend's cottages when they weren't around cleaning and watching the house and weird things like that. And then I moved into retail as most uh, high schoolers do. And so not having a job to go to to report to has caused a lot of anxiety and insecurity in me. And there's a lot tied up in our society in what you do. It's typically one of the first questions people ask about you. Hey, what's your name? What do you do? And I think it's an easy way for adults or adults like people (laughs) to try and connect and, and stir up some conversation. What does that entail? Do you like it? Um, but I also think we can get too tied up in the, what we do. One of my favorite movies is Across the Universe and partly probably because of when I saw it, when it came out and going to the theater with my girlfriends and just like having this overwhelming feeling, um, that I think film is intending to create in you. Um, but there's the line of like, no, it's not what you do that defines who you are. It's whatever. Anyways, I'm not quoting it right and I don't really want to look it up. But if you've seen the movie, it's around the dinner table and it's just epic. And obviously, like I've said it, things hit me and they stick with me and I remember them. And that's one of those things I remember. It's like, oh, it's who you are defines what you do. I think. I don't know. Anyways, doesn't matter. So in the process of um, the job loss, and it was, you know, a layoff type situation and restructuring, um, I was very lucky to get a um, package that included some career counseling or career transition type workshops and working with a career coach. I am an extraordinarily stubborn person. At the same time, I am extremely flexible, but I just like, when it comes to other people, I'm so easygoing. When it comes to myself, I just like give myself the hardest time. And if that resonates with you, like maybe just take a step back and pause this for a minute and see why that is. Where where does that come from? Is there an answer? Do you want there to be an answer? Because, I mean, people come and go in our lives all the time, but we're stuck with ourselves. I've moved across country twice, twice, three, I'm technically three times, I guess, if you do like the back and forth. I've lived overseas. Um, I've done long extended travel trips. And the truth is, I'm the only one there with me the whole time. Yeah, sure, I make friends along the way or I meet up with people or there's people that come in and out of my life, but I'm the only one who's there. So if I'm running from or you're running from problems and those deep-seated insecurities that we can't get over, then it's like, where, where are you actually running to? Even if you completely change your identity, at some point, those little niggly things are going to show up. Anyways, so yes, I am also an extraordinarily stubborn person when it comes to me. 
(laughs) And so accepting help has not been an easy thing from anyone, friends, family. Um, I will network the shit for people and be like, yes, connection, connection, connection. But I don't love doing it for myself. It's these weird things, hangups that we have. And there's probably completely valid reasons for it. And I do think a lot of that stems from me not feeling worthy of, you know, the help or someone needs it more. Or what if I let that person who made that connection for me down? So it's just easier to not. But it's actually getting harder to not. So long rambling story short, I ended up doing the career counseling in April um, after basically sleeping through February and March. Um, I have an extraordinarily good memory. It's creepy. It's weird. I don't know why I have one, but I do. And I don't remember a lot of February and March. I don't remember things I said or things I did um, because I was just in such a dark place. My, I don't know what changed. I don't know what shifted, but something happened in April where I was just like, fine, I will do this thing because at least then I'm doing something. Anyways, I think I had like three or four meetings and there was a bunch of workshops, I think five to six. And so I did all of it. I did the whole program. And I still didn't have a job at the end of it. You know, I got my resume reviewed. I did my cover letter reviews. I updated my LinkedIn based on some of the things. And I'm going to be honest, some of the workshops content, most of them didn't really apply to me. It really did apply to those people who were truly career transitioning. So they had been in a job for 15, 20 years and had no idea how these things worked. I tend to stick with the pulse of what's going on. Um, Even if I don't necessarily use things, I typically make accounts and go and play around in them. So, you know, LinkedIn became a thing and I didn't necessarily have a career career at that time, but I like went in and made an account and have used it and played around with it and done the stuff with it. So a lot of it wasn't necessarily crazy helpful. And again, I'm stubborn. So when you resist things, it just makes it that much harder to actually find progress. I will say my career coach was amazing. She definitely like rolled with me. She was the right person for me. And it sucks that I didn't see that at the time. Um, but hindsight's twenty twenty or whatever they say. So we're going to move on. She did, however, recommend a book. So... Um, I read it pretty quickly, like devoured it. And I think it's probably what kickstarted me back into reading. Um, so it's The Four Agreements um, by Don Miguel Riaz. And it like really hit home. Um, so what I'm thinking I'm doing is I'll probably just talk about the first two this week. And then we'll talk about the next two next week. Um Yeah. So laying them out, just so you know, all four off the bat is uh, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. 
Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. And I will say that I likely struggle with all of them a whole lot, Um, but three probably more. So diving in next week about assumptions and like how it can really fuck with your life. Honestly, I feel like I've been living in a Twilight Zone episode the last little while. Weird things have been happening and yeah, coincidences can, can occur, but at some point, like, there are messages that I'm, I believe I'm supposed to be getting. Whether you believe that or not, totally up to you. You don't have to. Um, I think I'm becoming way more, like, vibey than I intend sometimes. It's like that logic and uh, rational part of me is constantly in in cahoots. No, um, constantly clashing and confused by the part of me that's just like, free spirit life, woo! Uh, But yeah. Okay, so quite simply, and I'll post the graphic that I'm reading off of, just because breaking it down from the book would be a little bit more difficult. But uh, I saw this online a while ago, and I've saved it. It's on my phone. It's on my um, computer and I pull it up actually once a week or twice a week or something and just like remind myself. But so the first one, be impeccable with your word, essentially breaks down to speaking with integrity, saying only what you mean, and then avoiding words. As we know, I love words to speak against yourself or about others. Um, and then using the word for truth and love and this one honestly I think just comes fairly easy to me it's it feels like I am I just I just roll from this belief for myself and always have um I don't I don't want to hurt anyone and I don't think most people, I mean, there's, there's, there's those people that do, but I think most people on the whole don't want to. But we can get tied up, right? It's, it's easy to say things in the heat of the moment that you don't necessarily mean or say things and not realize how they come across. And that's, you know, a different thing altogether, I guess. But... If you speak with clarity, if you, you know, intend something with your words, like, let's take it, let's take it back to the first time. Maybe you've never said I love you to someone, but like, what were you trying to get something out of that? Did you mean it or did you just feel like it was the time to do it? Um... There's a whole bunch of stuff that can go into it, and that's okay, but it's that, like, intention behind it. It's what impact will this have, um, especially if it's not true. What could you be doing with your words that make things better? And we're not going to get it right 100% of the time. We're probably not going to get it right most of the time. 
Well, I don't know, maybe. That's the ideal, right? I think the one point that hit me here the most was about using the word to speak against myself or even gossip. I know gossip can be seen in a positive light and I think they've done studies on this and gossip like bonds co-workers and creates communities and and I think there's truth and validity in that and I also think that if you're coming together to be cruel about someone else that's not a good thing if you're coming together and you're like oh god like did you hear that Sophie's uh, father died and you're chatting about that and then you make a plan to like do something nice for Sophie well I wouldn't necessarily throw that in the gossip column but if you're just coming together to bitch about someone what where could that energy be going or where could those words be going that could actually like improve the situation or even just let the situation be and you focus your energy elsewhere I think for the intention of this podcast, um, using the word to speak against yourself is something I do a lot. And I think I've been better since reading this. And um, there's actually a tweet one of my friends retweeted, and it like stopped me. You know those things you see and you're just like, what? How? Um, and I will... I'm pretty sure I screenshotted it because I was thinking about it. I'm going to try and pull it up, but it like stopped me and it it comes against this like speaking against yourself. Uh, Where is it? There it is. So this came across my feed somewhere in the end of June Um, And it's by Dream Askew, so D-R-E-A-M-A-S-K-E-W on Twitter. And they just tweeted, a lesson I've learned repeatedly this past year. Nobody benefits from your self-deprecation. And a lot of that self-deprecation is those internal thoughts. Or sometimes I'll actually speak it out loud to other people or to myself Um, and that's where things become detrimental because we know words have power. We know. So if we know that when someone else says to you, like, you're fucking awful and it hurts, why wouldn't that hurt and damage our own self-esteem and our own confidence and feed those insecurities that we have? And it's like, well, would you ever say that to a friend? How would you talk to a friend? And if you would talk to them like that, then you're not really their friend. So it's definitely a practice of becoming more in tune with those conversations that we have with ourselves and honoring them. The second one about don't taking anything personally, well, fuck. I'll read out the little pointers and then dive in. Nothing others do is because of you. 
What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When we are immune to the options and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. And this one is like a hard hitter because we are the center of our own universe. 100%. Toronto might think they're the center of the universe. Kidding. Um, But we are. It's my life. It's your life. It's your mom's life. It's your dad's life. It's your best friend's life. We're all side characters in everyone else's lives. We're the main character in our life. That being said, those side characters and their actions and those people who come and go, they're living their life. So it doesn't really have to do with you. And this is a huge thing that I definitely struggle with. Um, and I definitely like overthink and then sometimes I can really tune in. Um, I had things said to me last week that sucked and part of why I've been a little bit radio silent just with everyone, honestly, like my communication with the entire world and people in it have dropped because I've just needed to like take that step back. And at the same time as it hurt me, I didn't take it as personally as I thought I would have. Because the things that were said were coming from someone who I knew was going through stuff. And it doesn't make what was said right. And that's where you go back to being impeccable with your word and, you know, speaking with integrity. But it wasn't about me. And I could see that and I could feel that. Um, And there's shit going on in everyone's lives that some people are more open with sharing and some people don't want to. And I'm wavering between being those two. It's like share when absolutely necessary for me right now. Otherwise, like, give yourself the space to sort it out on your own. Um, Tagging in when when I need help. But I do have those people who will listen um, and who care and will give me a side character in their story the time to, you know, vent and, and have that support. And it definitely, taking things personally has definitely caused me a lot of needless suffering and I just don't want to anymore um it also I think causes the other people to have needless suffering and that's not something I want and it's a lot of like figuring out how you operate and then applying it in the best way for yourself So you may operate completely differently than I do. You likely do. Everyone does. We all have our own weird, ticky things that we do. It's so much easier for me, and I feel so much better when I'm taking care of other people, which I think can be misconstrued in a lot of ways just for who I am. But finding that balance of, well, just because someone doesn't need me to take care of them doesn't negate my place in my life or even my place in their life 
Um, and maybe you do way better taking care of yourself and letting people run the gamut for them. And that's okay too. But knowing that we're all figuring it out together. We're all sort of doing this thing on our own as a collective is a really weird observation. I will say that not taking things personally can be a struggle, especially when things are being directed at you. (laughs) Um, I think I have gotten a lot better at this. Um, But there are times that I just sink into it. Especially in that online world. Um, But I mean, it happens all the time, right? Like someone might snip at you when you're getting a coffee. You like, I don't know, bang into them a little. And you're like, oh, sorry, because that's the Canadian way. And they just, like, fucking lose it. The likelihood it has nothing to do with you actually, like, gently bumping them because something made you stumble or you just weren't paying attention. Likelihood is there's something more going on underneath that. Um, so it's, it is that addressing things and coming at things with compassion and empathy um, and extending only as far as as you have to give. Obviously, you'd never want to overextend yourself because you got to give that right back to you first. Otherwise, you fall into the trap of using words against yourself. And that's something I'm learning. That like weird, how do you take care of yourself while still wanting to be in the world and operate? And it's wild. I'm hoping what I'm saying makes sense to some of you. And if it does, that's great. And if it doesn't, like, cool. You've just got some insight into how another human being works. And I don't think that's never, that's never, ever a bad thing. Um, I am definitely excited. (laughs) Let's go with excited to talk about not making assumptions next week. Because I think it ties in quite closely with not taking things personally. um, At least for me. And um, I think that that could potentially be an entire episode on its own. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe it will be. Maybe this will be a three-parter. But uh, that's kind of it. That's the breakdown. And I think if you want to, like, read the book or even just, like, find an article, there's tons of them to, like, skim over. Maybe I'll find one or two that I think work uh, and throw it in the show notes. You know? get a head start <laughs> on on three and four. If this doesn't work for you, if these sort of like weird tooly things don't work for you, they don't have to. It's like someone may get a really great adrenaline rush and stress relief from going from a for a 5k run. And that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> We're all allowed to figure this out and do the things that work for us. And if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. But I think there are little gems that can be taken away to to help bolster our self-identity, to help bolster our self-esteem, to find that little bit of confidence so that we can operate in the world just a little bit easier. So things don't have to be as hard 
as we want to make them or as I want to make them. (laughs) I'm not going to project onto you guys. Who knows? Maybe you got a handle on this. Um, But yeah, so that was one of the perks, I guess, of losing my job was getting this book thrown at me. And I'm pretty sure I'd heard of it before. I just had never read it. Why? Because I'm stubborn. (laughs) Um, I will say that I'm really excited to have a place to talk some of these things out. Um, And I'm hoping in the next month, month and a half, I will have actual people to talk them out with. I'm trying to sort some of that out right now. And it will shift things a little for sure. But you'll always have my voice. I'm always reachable. Hit me up. If you want to, email, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. While I may not be posting, um, I am checking. Because if you're listening, honestly, if you were listening to this, whoever you are, you matter. And the fact that you're listening means a lot to me. And I appreciate you. Because there's so many things to be listened to these days. I am going to finish my tea (laughs) and uh, I might record the second side of this just because why not? Maybe I won't. But whatever you're up to, whatever you're doing, know it's enough. Know that you've got this one day at a time, one breath at a time and uh, you're rad. All right. You want to peace out? Peace out. Keep leading with love. If you want to take a breath with me, take a breath with me. Bye, guys.